we are, again, um, so excited to be with you. I haven't been up here yet this morning, and so I always like to say that, like, it's such a privilege and an honor in my day to, be, to come and just hang out with you guys and just worship the Lord together and go after Him. And, um, man, I want to just talk about just this thing that we're kind of pressing into this morning with just this idea of being undignified in worship. I just, I don't know what it is. I, I remember, I, was, I cheered, don't judge me, I cheered in high school. And I remember Amy, where's Amy? Amy Simmons always used to say, like up till recently, she used to say, now I know why you were a cheerleader in high school because you loved to jump and dance around and it like prepared you for what the Lord had for you now. And I was like, I haven't forgotten that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, because you kind of think like, what's well, the point in high school? But here we are. And so I think for me, this idea of just kind of getting out of your comfort zone in worship, um, even though you see me as maybe it doesn't bother me, I literally had to go through an, um, like, a, I don't know, a come to Jesus or an encounter with the Lord moment where he had to strip me from the fear of man slash woman, basically fear of people. And even in my, my moments where I felt like I had freedom, I finally had to come to realize that I actually was terrified on the inside of what people thought about me. I worried so much about the thoughts that they thought about me. And why do I think that you all are thinking about me all the time? Have you ever put that into perspective? We get paralyzed by what people think of us. And that is actually so prideful. Because that actually means then that you think that everybody's always watching you and thinking about you. Now, I'm just bringing that to your attention because I do think that there's a difference between when we go to a place and they say, come on, jump, raise your hands, do it. I think, I don't, I think there's a difference between that I'm not, and I just don't know for sure like what the heart is behind that to when we actually experience a breakthrough, for lack of a better word that's not churchy, like an experience where, where something in us shifts and changes. And now we literally cannot even help but move differently, look differently, act differently, and respond differently. Does that make sense? It's actually a response. Our outward expression is a response to what is happening on the inside of us. And when we let fear of man and what people think overpower what Jesus is trying to do in us, it hinders so much of what he has for us. And the, the, the thing about becoming undignified and even how it says in the Bible, David danced his clothes off and all that. There is, there is this is not just cliche, there is freedom in doing that. It's almost like when, when you move your body or do something different or respond in a different way, it's almost like your victory over what he's just broke off of you or freed you from. And so it's a way to respond. Okay, I could obviously talk about this on and on and on because I have no notes about that, but it's just flowing. I just think like the Lord is doing something in us and it doesn't mean he's saying you have to jump up and down, you have to dance, you have to raise your hands. Actually, what he's trying to do is he's trying to 
come through and weed things out and break off things that are holding us back. And I do believe it is a little, well, a lot, the fear of what others think. I mean, even as much as like, not even like, oh, I look weird when I do this. Also like, oh, I'm, they might think I'm really going through a hard time. You, you probably might be going through a hard, who can, what, is that bad? We all go through hard times. Like, I don't know. I think if, for me to say some of this stuff out loud causes you to think, that is really dumb that I think like that. I'm sorry. Don't, I'm not saying you're dumb, because I'm saying I, I struggle with this. But I'm just saying, like, when we say it out loud and I present it in those kinds of ways, you kind of start to think, why am I living so bound? Why am I living so bound? Why is it fun and enjoyable to live bound tight? And I don't, I'm just, I'm not saying if you're not bound if you jump in stuff. Please hear my heart. I'm just saying we want and choose to be comfortable in our like straight jackets instead of just like doing the hard thing to get free. And here's the thing. This is a free place. And I believe that if you're still sitting here, that you hunger for freedom. Because if you didn't, you would not still be here. I know that for a fact. Because there's so many people in here that ex express their freedom so, so differently that it could make you feel very uncomfortable. And I, I'm sure that some of you do feel uncomfortable. I mean, I do feel uncomfortable sometimes. But there's a hunger for freedom so deep within me that I can't not be a part of a space that is going after it. So, and all of us are on our own journey, okay? And so, this isn't a place of judgment. If you do this, that might be like the hugest thing you've ever done in your life. And we're rejoicing with you. I'm serious. And, and vice versa. If you're like flailing all over the place and you normally are always doing this and then one day all of a sudden there's a different expression coming out of you, we're rejoicing with you because the Lord is just unraveling and unlayering and just he's just, this is who he is. He just wants so much goodness for us. There's the 10 minute. That's it. I could keep going, but I just felt like I wanted to like speak into that a minute because... There's no shame. Here, here's one thing. There's no shame. When we say we're going to go after victory and freedom and dance and all stuff, there's no shame that's passed out or laid out if you're not feeling it that day. Don't. There's no shame. We're not judging you. We're not saying, oh, well, they're not free. They're not letting the jail doors break. They're not letting the chains come down. Well, the, it might be true. But I know that the Lord is here and he's working and he's moving and he's good and he loves you and he just desires us to walk in a freedom that allows us to express what he's worthy of in freedom. Okay, that is it, I promise. All right, moving on. We're sticking to the schedule today, guys, and we're gonna talk about delight. And isn't that funny that in worship, that is, Okay, it all goes together because in delight, as we delight in him and who he is and his character and what he offers us and what he did for us, we delight in him. We can't help but re 
respond. And actually, that goes into the worship message that Steve's supposed to do next week. And the whole time I was planning the delight message, I was like, dang it, Steve's doing the worship message. I want to do the worship message. And I, I even asked Aaron if I could do the worship message and make Steve do the delight message, and he told me no. And so it's fine, because I think I needed to dig in deeper to understand delight, too, for myself, you know? And so you know how, like, I don't know if you've ever studied something, you have to present something, or even when you were in school, you had to do a presentation, you were forced to learn about it, right? And so here we go. I'm being forced to dig deeper into delight. So I talked about the socks. Okay, so we're in this midst of Sabbath. How many of you have felt challenged or like kind of like, or like, ooh, you know, all these different emotions with Sabbath? Anybody? How many have felt any sort of emotion when we talked about Sabbath? Okay. How many of you, there's no judgment again. I'm just curious how many of you have actually tried to implement this some way in your life. Can you, can you, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Okay, now how many of you have felt like good fruit? Do you know what I mean when I say that? That means like as I do something, I see something good come from it. So how many have seen good fruit? Awesome, this is so awesome. So I, I agree with you, and obviously we've, we're to, doing it, and we've talked about it, so it's been so good for us. Um, but a couple, like, recaps from Josh, real quick. How many love Josh, Josh's message? Oh, it was so good, and I have to say it, like, I was like, I felt, after I listened, I was like, shoot, I think I need a PowerPoint that I could control from my phone. And then I didn't, never got around to it, so I was like, well. But Josh, that was so good. And I learned so much through that. And, and a couple takeaways that I just wanted to remind us of and kind of where I want to, like, kind of jump from is this idea that Sabbath, as this reminder, this is just, I think, a place we can all start. Sabbath is a day that is holy unto the Lord. It's just like when we come into worship. It's holy unto the Lord. There's a difference, like this is what one of the things that Josh mentioned. It's not just the day off. There is purpose behind it, okay? So this is just this like reminder for you. Now, the other thing that I read this week, I think was this re reminder, maybe Josh said this too, but that it's the day where we remind ourselves, he is God and I am not. And one of the biggest things for me that I'm learning in this time is I have tried to be God and let him be like second. Does that make sense? Because the idea of the stopping, and Josh touched on this, was this idea of like, okay, I have to stop everything I do and I have to trust that everything will get done and all things will be really good even if I don't do it. And I had this conversation with someone, we were talking about intercession, and I just wanna share this. This is such a perfect example of like, you are God and I am not. And we were talking about intercession and she was just saying how like, I need to be praying. I'm so used to like having my TV and hearing the news and knowing what to be praying into. And we got to talking about this. She's like, how do I Sabbath that? And it was so interesting because I had just listened to something on intercession and how intercession, while it's so good and is always unto the Lord, how many of you know that intercession, which is like praying and, and moving things and praying on people's behalves and all this stuff, is work. If you're an intercessor, you know that you come away from praying and you're like, <gasps> I'm exhausted. And so when her and I were having this conversation, she was like, I don't, I think there was this tension of like, if I don't participate in intercession on the Sabbath, what's going to happen? Like, I'm going to miss this. I'm going to, and I, and I think we both came to this amazing conclusion that like, he is God, you are not. And 
in your pause in one day, the very next day, he'll reveal to you the very things that he wants you to pray for and needs you to pray for. That's just a perfect example. If he is God, I am not. This is important and it flows into delight because we will never be able to fully dig into what delight can give to us on a Sabbath day if we don't first say, you are God of this day. I'm not. My plans don't really matter. You are God. And man, I just want to like think about you and focus on you and rest in faith that you are God of this day. Okay, so the question I have, be honest. Have you ever been driving your car, let's say on the interstate, and the next thing you know, you're like, oh dang it, that was my exit. Have you ever done that? Or even not on the interstate. You've been driving driving in the city that you go to all the time and you drive right past the road. The Lord gave me this like picture this morning because this is our life on a daily basis. We're constantly going, constantly going, constantly going, and we get so wrapped up that we miss our exit. We miss what we're supposed to be doing. And so this idea of stopping and resting opens up the opportunity to delight in him. All right, here we go. So (laughs) story about walking outside. I got to read my notes, okay? So, so here's my first example for you that when the, when the idea of delight really like hit home for me. Um, because there's a difference between delight and like, oh, that was fun. Like there can be a difference there. And I think that the delight is from the Lord. Like to me, delight partners with the holiness of God versus like just a joy or a happiness that comes when like, I get a good text or, you know, like those types of things. I don't know if I'm, if I'm explaining the differences very well, but um, the definition of delight is great, getting great pleasure from extreme satisfaction. And biblically in the Hebrew, it actually means to bend towards something and be inclined towards something. And so I'm like, okay, I'm leaning towards something. I'm being bent towards this idea of like how good God is and how does this all weave in to delight. And so I I was reminded of like several weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago at this point when we had been doing Sabbath day for a while. And like I told you in the past, like I detoxed for several Sabbath days just by like, I don't even think it was actually Sabbath. I think I was just sleeping because I I didn't even have the capacity. It was like I was on the interstate just, and I missed my exit, and I couldn't even stop and delight or anything. But finally, there was a day when the weather was nice, and I just went outside, and I'm just walking on our property. I walk on our property all the time. Most of the time, it's to pick up sticks. It's to go out and feed the chickens. It's to clean up trash. It's like to work. And so, of course, this day, like, no working. So we're just walking around. I'm walking past sticks. I'm like, I could pick the stick up. <laughs> and I just was like, I know that I'm not supposed to. I feel like, just, it, just, to, just so you know, I'm not saying you can't do that kind of stuff, but I think the Lord was doing, is, is doing something to me. He's teaching me still how to stop. Because, like, I could be like, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not working. And then I'm the next thing you know, I'm like both hands are loaded with sticks because I just can't. And so and so I just walk past all this stuff and I'm like, you know. And so, but all of a sudden, the next thing I know, I literally notice like a 
the form or like the shape of a cloud. And I was just like, <laughs> it was really weird. I was like, that is so beautiful. And like, I see cloud. Do I see clouds every day? You know what I mean? Like, there's clouds all the time. And then that went to like, oh, look, there's that happening on that tree. And like, and then also I was like, look at this place that we live. And I just suddenly like, I just got emotional. And I just immediately just began to delight and all of the things around me, it was like my heart and everything in me started to just bend and lean towards the Lord and the definition of delight. And so think about all these times that you've went places, been places, been in your home, walked out in your yard, walked, walked down your sidewalk, and all the things that you've missed, just like when you're on the interstate, blasting past, because you're just constantly going and you've not even allowed yourself to get to a place to where your heart can start to lean and bend towards the Lord and delight in all the things around us. It's like when you, like your, your job, let's say, you walk into your job every single day and you don't see things because you're on a mission, you may be running late, whatever, but you get so used to it, right? And so you don't see little changes or little things or like the hole in the wall. Like how many of you have stuff at home and you, at this point, you don't even notice it anymore. But you have a visitor coming over, and all of a sudden, your eyeballs are, like, shifted. And now you start to see everything. <gasps> fix that tile. Put in the grout. Fix that hole. Sweep that corner. Like, all of a sudden, your eyes are open, and you start to lean towards, oh, my gosh. This is the idea I'm talking about. And I just wonder, like, today, I think it's this opportunity for you to ask yourself, like, have I really ever experienced that? You know what I mean? And so, okay, oh, I wrote this note. It's a celebration, delight, oh, this is so good, a celebration of his excellent qualities. Isn't that so good? Because the earth is the Lord, Lord's, and everything in it belongs to him. These are all his excellent qualities all around us. Do you see why this is so hard for me not to not talk about worship? Because that's the very thing that happens when we're in the room this morning. We're celebrating the excellent qualities of the Lord. If our minds are fogged up with, what is this person thinking of me? Where's that going? What are they doing? Why did she do that? What is that? We cannot express appropriately the honor and the awe of the excellent qualities of the Lord. So Steve, if I'm taking over your worship, I'm so sorry because I don't know. I'm, I can't help it. It's like they come, they go hand in hand because as soon as I start to delight in things, all of a sudden I just want to worship, you know? So they just go hand in hand. Okay, keep going. Um, I wanted to kind of draw attention to Isaiah, in Isaiah, in Isaiah 58, where it says, call the Sabbath a delight. Okay, so if you go into it thinking about the delight that that day is going to bring you, and the honor and the love and the closeness it's going to bring the Lord to you and to those around you, oh my goodness, that's, a, that's, that's in the word. Call it a delight. And then it goes on in verse 14 to say, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And so, of course, if, you, if you've been in this a long time, your mind probably immediately thought of delight yourself in the Lord and he will honor the desires of your heart. 
because we say that all the time. So let yourself in the Lord. He will honor the desires of your heart. Well, here's the thing. So let's talk about it. Psalm 37, 4, 3 and 4. Actually, I think you might have that. Um, trust, we're going to break it down. Trust in the Lord and do good. That's our stop, right? Trust in the Lord and do good. Because remember what, what Josh was talking about? Taking rest and stopping requires us to trust that he is God and I am not. And no matter what, he will take care of me and handle me and handle, he'll handle me and he'll handle all my stuff and he'll take care of everything. So there's the stop. Trust in the Lord. Then it says, dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Did you think of Psalm 23? I'm like, oh my gosh! Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. When I hear the word safe, I immediately think of rest. Because when I feel safe, as humans, when we feel safe, then we can kind of like chill out, right? So there's the rest part of the verse. Then it says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So now stop, rest, delight, take delight, lean in towards him, bend towards what he's doing, what his excellent qualities are around us. And then he will give you the desires of your heart. I don't know about you, but I like, I read through that and I've heard that so many times. I'm like, take delight in the Lord, delight in the Lord, he'll honor my heart. And it's just like, I feel like there's something deeper there. There's something that I'm missing. Like, I just feel like I want to really like grab on to what does that mean? Delight in him and then he'll honor the desires of your heart. Well, I'm, what I'm thinking is something pivots and changes in my heart. And so then my heart starts to align with his. And when my heart aligns with his heart, what does he want to do? He wants to honor those desires because I'm all, now I'm already aligning with what his will is for my life. And so delighting is so pivotal for having a really clean, pure heart. Delight actually leads us in to paths of righteousness because it causes our heart to lean and bend towards his, and then all things start to align. I don't know about you, but I don't like it when I feel like I'm going and against the, like, I can't figure out what he wants for me. I can't figure out what he wants to do. Like, I feel like I'm just, like, constantly, like, off the track. And sometimes, like, we're searching him out and hearing him and all those things. But I'm just talking about the times when you're like, I don't feel like the Lord's even around. I'm missing something, like, all that kind of stuff. Well, it's because we're trying to, like, just say, well, yeah, my heart's aligned with his, but where do, I don't know if, like, the delight piece is happening because we can't help but be grateful. And just, everything just starts to turn towards him, and it all starts to align. Okay, keep going. Um, all right, so let's go to Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 3. Do I need coffee or water? Maybe water. I feel like I'm jazzed. But I'll take the coffee to keep going. All right, let's read it. I'm reading it from the Passion Translation. Can I just say, like, a side note of Song of Songs, this one? They actually, um, you can actually get, the stuff that's written in a, tra in a Passion Translation, you can get it, like, in little booklets. And so I, if you're married, 
And I would I like I would seriously encourage you to go through Song of Songs in the Passion Translation with your spouse because it's obviously that it's between the the father like it's between the bride and the bridegroom but man how you could parallel that in your marriage and in relationship oh it's so good it's very like um what's the word I want passionate um squeezing all those things okay we're gonna read I'll stop there we can talk about that later if you if you need more information just ask um song of songs two three in the passion sweet okay here we go my beloved and this is actually I need to tell you this this is not the this is not Christ this is like the church it's like us who's talking my beloved is to me the most fragrant apple tree he stands above the sons of men sitting under his grace shadow so I'll, I'll keep going I blossom in his shade enjoying the sweet taste of his pleasant, delicious fruit, resting with delight where his glory never fades. And I just can't help, but as I read through that, I'm just like, I gotta break this down. Like, sitting under his grace shadow. So all of a sudden I recognize, wait a second, I had to stop what I was doing and sit down in him. I mean, he's the tree, right? Sitting, so I'm stopped, and I'm sitting in him. Then it says, sitting under his grace shadow. And so now you can't help but just be like, oh, you're in the shade, you're chilling out, like you're resting. And then it says, I blossom in his shade. And as I read that, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, my eyes open and all of a sudden instant delight comes as I blossom in the shadow enjoying the sweet taste of his pleasant delicious fruit so again I'm my heart now is bended towards I'm looking around all of a sudden I'm like enjoying all of his amazing qualities and then resting with delight where his glory never fades this is why in Revelation they don't stop singing they don't stop worshiping his glory never fades it rolls right into worship. That's so amazing. This is my heart. Like this, this is where I want to get. And I, and I think that those opportunities can happen every single day of our lives. But I think when we are intentional about a Sabbath day, and there, I think like the reason we say day too, like technically it's a lot of people do like a Friday night into a Saturday, but I mean, I'm not there yet, so. Saturday, on the day, I need time. I need time. But what I want to get to, I want to get to a place to where every single day of my life, it doesn't take me four hours to stop, and then another two hours to finally rest, and then I have an hour to delight, and the next thing I know, it's like time for bed. You know what I mean? I want to be able to have these every single day where I learn and recognize, and all of a sudden, I'm so, like, not chaotic. What's the opposite of that? Unchaotic? <laughs> yeah, at peace. Like, I, I can figure out how to function in life without being chaotic and having chaos and zooming past my exit and being like, oh, I'm supposed to turn there. Or one morning... This is just a side story. Last Sunday, when I wasn't here, we were at um, tournament for Chloe, and I was like, this is going to be amazing. 
I'm going to have hours to sit when she's not playing. I packed my, my backpack with everything that I was going to do. I mean, it was thick. I had, my dad gives me a Epic Times to read. Aaron makes fun of me for that, but I like reading that. It tells me truths of happening in the world. Anyway, and so this is a newspaper, and so he, ha I was like four issues back, so I had like all those in there, and then I had like my Bible, I had my devotional that I was like four days behind on, and just a couple of those things, okay? And so I was very excited. I was even going to start to like press into a little bit of like searching some things out for today. So all this stuff I was going to do, I was going to work on my grocery list, like all this stuff, and we drove 50 minutes to get there, and actually it was beautiful sun. Like, we saw the sun over, like, the fields. It was awesome. Everything was great. We got out on time. It was just her and I. So there wasn't even going to be anyone there for me to talk to, except for some of the parents who I don't really know all too well, so it wasn't like I was going to be talking all day. And um, we got out. We parked the car, and we get out. And <laughs> I was like, <sighs> I left my book bag at the front door. And I was like, Bleh! I mean, I got so mad. And then, <laughs> and I was like, and Chloe's just kind of looking at me like, and I'm like, I have to stay here by myself. I don't have anyone to talk to. And I have to, you know. And so we started walking in. Then I realized I forgot my chair. You have to bring a lawn chair. It was in the trunk still. But then I was like, I got to go get my freaking chair. <laughs> and I was just so mad. And then I texted Aaron finally. And I was giving him time to wake up because, you know, here I am four hours into my day. But anyway, I texted him. And I was like, guess what? I forgot my backpack. And then he's like, looks like a great opportunity for you to stop breast delight and worship. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, so mad. But honestly, it was so good for me. I even said to myself, I'm not getting on social media. I'm not going to try to, like, you know, drown out my time and all that kind of stuff. And I did. I tried to figure out the best way in those scenarios to stop and rest and just delight and what was going on around me. And it opened up doors for me to talk to some people that I would not have talked to because I probably just would have been in my own little corner. And so, you know, it just, it was a really good hands-on lesson. And then eventually I got everything else done. So it was fine. Um, but my whole point is just this idea of delighting in the Lord. Okay, I'm almost finished. I want to read a few things from this. Has anybody happened to pick up this book that was on the resource sheet, the one from Robert Morris called Take the Day Off? Okay, this is really good, too. I don't know, like, these books that we recommend, I think, like, for Aaron and I, it's like the, these guys are pastors, and so they have their stories at the beginning, and he and I are like, oh, well, that's us. So I hope that it's relatable to you guys as well. I mean, I feel like it would be. But anyways, Robert Morris is um, a well-known guy, a well-known pastor, and he started out his whole story talking about basically like how we've said from the beginning, if you don't Sabbath in some way, then the Sabbath will kind of come for you. Like it'll, you'll be forced to because you'll get sick. You'll have a, I'm not trying to be negative, but like a meltdown, you know, you know, all these things. Anyway, so that's what happened to him. So he read this book. Um, but I just want to read a few, like, things from his book because, you know, it's okay sometimes to, like, take what people are writing in books that, like, really speak to your heart. And I just think this is explained really, really well. It says, by the time Jesus came on the scene honoring the Sabbath day, now he's kind of, like, talked about the Old Testament, now he's moving into the New, and he says, by the time Jesus came on the scene honoring the Sabbath day had become almost completely focused on outward actions and not at all on inward devotion, joy, or delight. Because remember, it was all about the law, doing this, doing that. Did I do this? It's all my outward doing. And basically, the whole idea of what was supposed to be happening on the inside had been entirely removed. So then it says, the fact is, drawing lines, and I kind of like alluded to this already, but the fact is, drawing lines between what is 
quote, secular, and what is sacred is artificial. For the believer, everything is sacred. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So what sanctifies an activity is what's going on inside you as you're doing it. Because I started to get wrapped up in like, I need rules. What am I allowed to do? And then I'll do it. What am I not allowed to do? Because I don't want to break the... <sighs> Some of you may be like that. Others of you are like, I want to do what I want. I don't care. Okay? But my point is this. It's all about what's happening on the inside. Because our hearts are bending and leaning towards Him. And so in our activity, we're delighting in Him. Does that make sense? I hope that gives you some permission because some of you might be like, I feel like I'm so bound on this day. I don't even know what way to look. You know, what can I read? What can I, and maybe that's not you, but all that to say is like the activities are sanctified because of how we perceive it and our, our, what our heart is doing on the inside. So that was really good. And then he says, just do it with God. Make him a part of your day all day long all day long. Okay, so it's all about your, in, your lens. Activities lead you to delight. If, if not, oh, yeah. Okay, your activities should lead you to delight. So see, there we go. That's a great framework. What you're doing on that day should lead you into delight and delight in yourself as, or in him as you're doing it. Now, if not, then you miss the point. And Steve and I kind of talked about this a little bit this week when he and I ran into each other here. We talked about, it's just through the lens of, everything is through the lens of like gratitude and him. And so it's all about how we're, per, how we're looking at things as we're doing it and what's going on on the inside as we do it. Um, oh, and ti- it's time to enjoy what I have. I think there was a couple weeks ago when Aaron kind of touched on, <sighs> he and I have had so many conversations. And so whenever he's speaking, I want to like hop from my seat and run up here and like add to what he's saying. <laughs> and I'm like, <sighs> because there's so many things that we could say about it. But, but he touched on this idea of like not shopping. Okay, and at first I was like, this kind of makes me mad because I love to go shopping. It's not because I'm like addicted to buying things, I don't think. It's just because I love, I love going out to the stores. I love to see what's happening. I love the season changes. I love going out and seeing like, here's the Easter stuff that's out now. I don't know. I just enjoy it. Now, I don't like grocery shopping, but I'm talking about, you know, other places. Okay, and so I was kind of like, man, I feel like I want to do, I feel like I want to shop. Well, this, finally, I kind of figured it out. When, when we're, like, spending our time, like, Amazon, what can I buy, what can I buy? We're missing out on the oppor- opportunity to enjoy what we have. And our heart isn't pivoted towards appreciation and, and thankfulness and, like, wow, look at this. Well, look what the Lord has given me. Like, I could have spent, we could have spent some of our Sabbath thinking about, we want a building on our property that we don't have yet. We've been desiring it for probably five years now. And we could have spent that day like, well, we can put this here and we could put this here and what, let's start looking into the materials for this. Instead, the, the better, more fruitful thing was when we walked the property and were overcome with gratitude and delight with what we already do have and getting to enjoy that and enjoy what we have. So I would encourage you, don't shop. Don't even tap on the Amazon app on Sabbath, your Sabbath time. One thing I realize that I, like, sometimes if I have an evening where I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to lay on the couch for a minute, I'll, like, go into, like, my favorite stores, and I'll see what's on clearance. 
And so, like, that one, some of those days, I was like, oh. But I think what it is is this desire and, like, the need to, like, let's go see what else is out there. What, what am I missing? What can I, oh, I forgot. I got to get that. I need that. And it's, like, constant anxiousness. And so we have to kind of kill the flesh and just put a pause button on it and say, you know what? I'm going to just be thankful for what I have and trust that tomorrow when I shop at Old Navy on clearance, I'm going to find the $2.37 item instead of the $12.37 item, right? It all goes back to faith and trust and all those good things. So anyways, okay, so yeah, taking time to enjoy what you have. That's another piece of delight. All right, leads us to worship. The last thing I want to read is one more page from this, this good book, and it says, the Sabbath is a time to pause and remember that it's good to be alive. Isn't this so good? Oh, how many of you are like so grumpy most days of like, this sucks. I hate my job. I hate that I have to go do this. The rain. Like, you know, remember that it's good to be alive. That it's good to be a child of God on planet Earth. And I'm going to add to that. In this day and time, it's so good to count our blessings and stoke the fire of gratitude for our generous Heavenly Father. This is all the pieces. I think there's probably more that I don't know yet about delight. Because I will say this, when I started to look up delight, um, if you notice, like, practically all that David does in Psalms is talk about his delight in the, in meditating on the word of God and his laws, right? Because that was Old Testament. So he was, he was getting so much delight from obeying the laws. And, and I was like, what? Because the other guys, they got too wrapped up in it, and it became all about their exterior versus the interior. But somehow David knew something. Something about the law of the, of the word. Because he knew it drew him closer to the Father. I think that's what I think. I think he knew that by meditating on what God's word says, it drew him closer to the Father and in turn led him on paths of righteousness, goodness, holy living, blessing. Anyways, so that's another piece. Read your word. Read your word. Like take delight in that. Don't let it become, don't, if it is a chore for you, then let's pray about that. And I'm just speaking to myself because sometimes I want to talk and I'm just like, I'm just being honest. We do it sometimes because we're committed. We may not feel it and it might seem boring and we might be like, I got to trudge through this. We're committed. But man, I'm praying that we would continue to do that. And as we do, it's because our heart is bent and leaning towards him in delight of his goodness for us. And we understand that he is so good to us. He ju- I just wish, that's just a message. I just want to like, I wish I could just like make you get it. <laughs> get this message. He is such a good God. Man. And the fact is like my heart would be that we don't have to and I don't, that I, that me and you and my kids and all of us in here don't 
go and continue to like be stuck it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning about like being undignified is that we could break free and walk out just in awe of him and in delight in him and this isn't like this like hippy dippy don't be offended if you're a hippie but you know what I'm saying it's not that it's genuine I mean think about the thing in your life that brings you the most delight it's a million times different than that more better if that's a phrase than that because it's him and he is real he will not fail he will do what he says it might be a minute and there might be a lot of things in the process that you're like I don't know about that no but he will so there's a lot stirring up I could talk on and on but I'm not going to when I shut it down so let's see and we're going to pray I'm just going to pray there would be an unlocking in our hearts for deeper understanding hunger and desire to understand what delight what delight means like I think we've all tapped into it but man there's just so much more so much more and that and when that we're hungry we're hungry people I love what Corey said several weeks ago this house is a hungry house for his word we're hungry to open our bibles and just be like oh what's it saying today we're hungry for his presence we're hungry for freedom and rest and peace come on we've got to hunger this stuff more than we like just being content with where we're at that's just it hmm it's good news I hope you don't feel like I'm yelling at you I'm not yelling I gotta put a smile on so it's not you. Kidding. Now I think you guys know. But I'm just gonna pray for us this morning and um, yeah. So Lord, we're, we are here. I declare that we are here this morning because we are hungry for you. There is nothing else that would drive us to get up on a Sunday morning other than hunger. And so whether that be the teeny tiny piece in us that's hungry or a ginormous amount of hunger, Lord, would you just increase it? We bend and lean our hearts in delight this morning. We just take a minute here just to stop, just kind of like cause our thoughts to shut down here a minute we're not weaving about what's next and all that stuff but we're just like kind of leaning and bending towards you just delighting in you I'm just so thankful that you are the God that answers us you say to ask you and you will tell us things and so Lord as a hungry bunch of people in the room we just trust that you will tell us things. You will meet our hunger and then increase it. So I thank you, Father, that you've just put it on our hearts um, in this place just to pursue an understanding of what you have to offer us through Sabbath. And I just pray, Lord, that as we all are just kind of navigating and figuring this out together and what does this look like and all that kind of thing, that you would just be so personal to each of us to know, like, what what we how we do this so that it because it's to benefit us 
and your goodness, you're just, you're just wanting us to benefit from all the things that you offer. And so we just honor you and we thank you for that, Father. I just ask, Lord, that throughout this week and beyond, we could, we could really grasp revelation of what it means to like bend and lean our heart toward you in great pleasure. Lord, I just ask that you just continue to allow this place to be a place that is drawn to you, for you, and only you. No other reason, not to like force something or make something happen, but just we just pursue you and we're just trying to figure out what you want. We're a place of freedom. So we just receive your freedom this week. Hmm. You're so good. We love you, Lord. Love you, love you, love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Um, We're going to, I want to do the, thank you. Can we have prayer teams come up? Because I feel like, I want to just kind of open this time up for people who feel stuck. And I think that if that's you, you're going to know what I'm talking about, like whatever you're stuck in or with. I think, um, obviously, it's this is open to anyone. If you need prayer for anything, these, these guys and gals are up here to pray with you. But if you feel stuck, specifically, if you feel stuck, I really encourage you to come up and get prayer. Um, sometimes just releasing something out of our mouth is the that we need to get unstuck, if that makes sense. So if you're feeling stuck in anything, or if you're not sure, you need clarity, whatever, we're just going to open that up for you to come up here today. And the, and the rest of you, like, say hi to somebody, bless somebody, pray for somebody, encourage somebody. That's why we're here. So love on each other. Okay, I love you. Bye. Have an awesome, awesome week. <laughs>